Hey, Eric. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? Pretty good. I just wanted to take a moment to talk to you about driving with Uber again. Why? Because it is a really great opportunity to make some legitimate money. If you've taken an Uber, you know how great the experience is, and it's the drivers who make that experience great. Seriously, every time I talk with someone who drives with Uber, they always have great things to say. You know, I've had nothing but great experiences riding in Ubers. We've had great drivers. Tonight, in fact, we're going to our friend Shinsuke's birthday on the Lower East Side. We live... All the way up on the Upper West Side. Jeff, how are we getting down there? Are we going to take a cab? We are not. Are we going to take the subway? Nope. Are we going to dare to walk all the way down to the Lower East Side? Not tonight. Let's order an Uber instead. I hope we get someone as good as our friend King Larry. King Larry from Queens. First name, one word. He was just talkative enough. He was interested in who we were. He made for a really enjoyable and easy ride. And you want to know what? I think that he loves driving with Uber because he loves being his own boss. He earns great money. It's easy to start. You just need a car and a license. And driving with Uber is great for anyone who needs flexibility. What about parents? Parents, it's so easy to work around your family schedule. What about students? You can make some extra money between classes. Now is the prime time to cash in with driving with Uber. You'll thank us for telling you how to get paid every week. We could be getting into your car when you drive with Uber. What are you waiting for? You have a car. You have a license. Put them both to good use and start earning serious, life-changing money today. Sign up to drive with Uber. Visit drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Drivewithuber.com. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. M. Night Shyamalan's friends, a.k.a. Gang Signs. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Fingers Twisted Up, a.k.a. Young Arthritis. Hey, yo, what's up? This is JoJo, a.k.a. Young Massachusetts, a.k.a. Young Profiterol, a.k.a. Here I Am, bitches. And this is the Waste Time with It's The Real. JoJo, thanks for coming to the Upper West Side. Thank you so much. This is crazy. Yeah, this is really great. Okay, so we sold the podcast to the Sideshow Network, and it was going to be a dinner party style conversation right but then the press release went out and they said it was going to be a dinner party and, and we were they, like fuck yeah, we need to actually cook forced for our hands yeah. and we've ended up cooking for lots of different people we got you fruit today that we did not um cut up or cook i see how how important this interview was to you. Yeah, but, yeah no you guys really put a lot honestly, of effort honestly <laughs> we didn't know you were coming over until 15 minutes ago <laughs> amazing amazing so but what would you have cooked for me guys uh well, do you have any allergies? Nope, none. Yeah, because we should have asked that beforehand, yeah. by the way, but we I'm never did. To profiteroles, and oh. I have a whole bowl of profiteroles <laughs> in front of me. Which is crazy it. because your name is Young Profiteroles. I know. I know. It's, yeah. like, it's like facing my fears. Yeah. That's smart. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. Head on. Yeah. Um, what would we have made you? Probably like, I feel like fish has been very good on the podcast. We've Well, also, we've made very good fish, so. Yeah. Shout to us. Yeah, like we've made sea bass, we've made like salmon, um, salmon and papillote. Yeah, which is like in parchment paper, very oh, Martha like... Stewart. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> we're well, just... from Massachusetts, so yes, yeah, so... yeah. something with lobster, probably. Yeah, most Ooh. likely. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. We would have spent all day planning it, and we would have driven executing. up to Massachusetts, That's and right. we would have gotten you lobster. <laughs> Perfect, you guys. Well, you didn't do that. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> no. That counts, but thanks right? for being here anyway. Yeah, no problem. Um, congratulations on your new three songs. Thank you. Yeah, the Tringle. The Tringle. <laughs> By the way, so that's that's like three singles or triple exactly. singles or yeah, something like a, that. Just a little jingly word for three singles. Right. Did you make sure on Google that there was no such thing as Tringle to begin with? No, I didn't. I okay. just felt like I had never heard it before. So right. I was like, it's pretty safe. Right? Okay. Let's just go for it. Because like, one of our like pet peeves, by the way, is like rappers who name themselves a word that's impossible to find on 
Google. Right. So like people like pill or, or people like problem or yeah. trouble. Like if you search any of those, yeah, unless you, you search like trouble rapper, rapper. Yeah. But yeah. even that can be like very difficult. Because there's a lot of problematic. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so I've heard. Yeah. I don't want to like name names, but. <laughs> but also like the name Young Thug, like that's tough too. Yeah. If you Google that. Yeah. Like, what do you see? When you Google your name, do you have to do I am Jojo to get to you? I don't. Do you find a lot of Jojo Simmons? Do you find a lot of like um, Casey and Jojo? Yeah, I see some of them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I see some of them, but it's um, it's mostly I see me. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Which is good. cool. Do you Google yourself a lot? No. Okay. Is it because you blocked the other Jojos? Yeah, it's because I've made it impossible. <laughs> sure. I've just blocked them. But Our- you've been doing this for like um, like since you were six, which is like amazing and like so. Weird. But I mean, well, I think Wait, it's is like, it weird though because it's your it it's no. your whole life. Yeah, it's my whole life. Yeah, exactly. no, it's just weird because people are like, because pe- other people think it's weird, so sure. I say it first. But no, right. not to me. It's not weird. <laughs> right, you did a little bit of eight mile right there. You were like, okay, well, here's the argument. That's right. I will put it out there. Yeah. But then I feel like you have very devoted fans who are like, come to Brazil, you know, like those type of people. Brazil is passionate. Brazil is so passionate. Mm-hmm. They're my favorite people on Instagram. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Why? They, they're commenters. They like oh, they'll yeah. just like get into people's things and they'll like put. A ton of hearts, and they'll say, "Come to Brazil or come to Ecuador." It's and like, the Brazilians like, don't say I that. Can I stay but... with you when I get there? Can you stay with them? <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> yeah, like you're you're extending the invite. Right. Have you been to Brazil? I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, How was I've it? been once. It was amazing. It was really cool. I went to Belo Horizonte and mm-hmm. sure. Mm, <laughs> and what was the other city? Do you remember? Um, it wasn't Rio. Okay. But somewhere else, not Rio. Yeah, someone else, somewhere else, not Rio. And they were friendly people. Yeah, it was awesome. I did a festival there and um, it was like in a soccer stadium. Cool. It was amazing. How recently was this? This was years ago. Oh, okay. This was like I was 16. Okay. Yeah. Before we get too far back in the history, we just wanted to read you an Instagram post from our good friend Aaron Bayshuck. Love Aaron Bayshuck. He's the best. He's the best. He really is. He's um, no longer at Atlantic. No, but. He's now at Interscope. He did say the other side. He yeah. did say this. Sorry, he's on another label. He said when I when I left Atlantic, it meant I would be no longer able to A and R I am Jojo. This was a really tough reality to face. She is one of the most talented, bravest, strongest, and genuine women on the planet, and the type of artist every A and R dreams of being able to work with. She has poured everything into her music and it is incredible. Stream it, buy it, do whatever you have to to experience it. Aaron Bayshuck is one of the greatest A and R's in the business right now. What does that mean to you on a personal level and a professional level? On a personal level, I really think Aaron's an awesome person and really cool, and I loved working with him. So that's professional, too. Yeah. Um, that really touched me when I saw that. Yeah. And, because he didn't need to do that. He's the president of uh, A&R at Interscope now. Right. Another label. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The <laughs> other label. And that struck a chord with me because he just you know, went out of his way to do that. And I'm bummed that we're not working together anymore. I, you know, wanted, I, wanted, I hope I get the chance to in the future because sure. he's done some great things. So how did that relationship begin with – did he bring you in? Yeah. I signed to Atlantic because of him. Yeah. And also because of Julian Craig. But sure. I had a great relationship with Aaron. And what he did with Bruno, it's what everybody wants to do. Sure. You know? So that's what really got me excited. And you've been at Atlantic officially how long? Officially mm, since the beginning of last year. Okay. And the plan is set to put out an album? Yes. Or just Tringles forever. No, no, yeah. no, no. I'm an album person. I still believe in the album, the ancient art of the album. Mm-hmm. I still dig it. I saw French Montana talking about the fact that he's... And he hasn't put out an album in two and a half years, okay. right? And his first album was straight hits and actually 
Yeah, was... I think it's the best album that was released like in 2012 or 13. 13. Or yeah, wow, that's high praise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I haven't heard it. But he's somebody it's who so good. it's really good. Yeah, you probably heard the What's songs. Um, part of my French. Yeah, part okay. of my French. But you've yeah, probably heard like lots of songs my French, like rather. on the radio. Yeah. Um, but he's somebody who he's just like I'll put out a single and that'll be fine for me. And then like I don't want something to feel like old necessarily. Mm-hmm. So you've recorded all of your stuff over the course of how long for this project now? Ten months. So everything still feels fresh and new to you, yeah. and especially when you put it out there. Yes. And also, like, I've, I've recorded some of these songs that I really loved a few times and then have changed the production or, or taken something from being just piano and vocals to being produced out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it kind of feels like you just keep adding to it or subtracting from it. I, I understand, like, French's idea. Sure. And I think that's cool. And I just call me a... Call me old school, but right. I'm going to call you old school. Yeah, okay. yeah. Call me old school, <laughs> yeah. but I like albums and I, I like being able to step into a world of an artist and like listen and have an experience. And sure. Maybe you could do that on a French Montana like playlist if you make one, you know, mm-hmm. but that's just how I feel. You have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. You have all your songs on shuffle or you play them like straight through. I play them. I don't know. Like my music. <laughs> No, anybody's music. Oh, anybody's music. Or do you music. only listen to your music? Oh, only mine. No, that would be that would be gross. I listen to so much music. No, I just tend to like go song to song to song. Yeah, yeah. Um, where do you live now? I live in LA. And so you drive or do you get an Uber yeah, yeah. or I drive. I so love to drive. Do you plug your phone in and listen to the music that way? Yeah. So you don't just put in like a CD into your car. Yeah, I mean like you're talking to two guys who have like not driven in a little while. Right. Yeah. Like we don't We live in New York. Yeah. There's no the need subway. to have a car. No need. Yeah. I wouldn't have a car if I lived in New York. Yeah. I would be subwaying it. <laughs> what about if you lived in Brazil? If I lived in Brazil, I'd probably let like people who to ask me to come there, I'd ask them to drive me around. Right, sure. <laughs> All your friends in yeah. the comment section. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so i definitely plug it in. And then I, I still have some CDs in my car. Like I have Kendrick Lamar's first album in my car. I have D'Angelo's Voodoo in my car. Yep. I have like a, a jazz album that I forget the name of that someone gave me that's in my car. Do you so, remember who gave it to you? I do. Who was it? Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was Kendrick it, Lamar. No, I hope yeah. it wasn't like that jazz artist. And it's like, oh. here, listen to my Mm-mm. stuff, and you're just like, great, I love it, but I don't know who you Do are. Do people pass you CDs? I mean, like, it's a very like rap thing. I don't know if it's for everybody. Where like they'll pass you a mixtape and be like, please listen to my song. Yeah, man, it's deeper than rap. You know what I mean? It's for all of us. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it too. People do pass me their stuff. There's like, something very enjoyable about hearing you say "deeper than rap." Well, yeah. It's deeper yeah. than rap. <laughs> so we're hip hop sketch comedians, and we get asked all the time. Like, yeah, people pass the CDs, and we're just like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, like, yeah. we're not going to assign you, you to. Uh, I listened to maybe one. Okay. But like, you know, that was because they were like, "You inspired me to make this," and I was like, "I don't know what that possibly means." And, and then. then yeah, it was very clear that we didn't. Yeah, it's yeah. just not but, but, anything but, like us. But they said the right thing to get you to listen. Yeah, for sure. So all yeah. you need to do, guys, is say that they inspired you and he'll listen. <laughs> uh, this girl actually um, posted something up on Twitter, and it was her in her wedding dress. She had just gotten married, and this was her reception. Mm-hmm. And she spit a freestyle about meeting me the following night because she had just won a, fan's, a sweepstakes to meet me. Mm-hmm. I was doing, I was like playing some records off the new album for some of my biggest fans, and she spit bars. It was really good. In and her wedding dress? In her wedding dress. And then she postponed her honeymoon. It was w- within the States. So it's not like she was going to. You ruined her relationship. <laughs> no, I said, is your husband okay with this? She's like, he knows how much I love you. But anyway, she gave me her CD and I still have it in my backpack. So I haven't Not in your car. Not in my car, but, but I'm going to listen. Yeah, yeah. 
because she was tight. Yeah, that's was, good. Was what was her wedding night? But um, <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, okay, what um, was her wedding song? Was it "Leave Get Out"? I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I hope it was like "Never Say Goodbye," a song mm-hmm. from my first album. Have you seen anyone with JoJo tattoos? Yes. Like your face or my signature. Your signature. Yeah. Sometimes wow. people will ask you to sign their arm, and then they'll be like, "I'm going to go get this tatted," and then they do. And How do you like, feel about that? My signature just isn't that great. <laughs> does it make you want to work on it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Makes me like I have my little composition notepad and I'm just like scribbling away. Yeah, like you're going to get married to yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you have good this handwriting is anymore? I don't know. I don't I don't think I do. I hardly write anymore. Well, sometimes when I, if I'm journaling, I'll look at my handwriting. I'll be like, it actually looks kind of cool. And then I want to wonder what it means about me. You should you know what I mean? find like, that out. Yeah. Handwriting... Uh, Go to like an a expert, tarot, yeah. yeah, person, <laughs> or commit a crime, yeah, and then have the person like Fred, figure uh, it out. What's the guy? Uh, Fred, oh, Robert, Robert Durst, Durst? Uh, Robert Durst, Durst. <laughs> yeah, Fred or Robert Durst, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we were saying. Go kill a bunch of people. Okay. How, no. Have you ever seen the documentary Capturing the Freedmans? No. Okay, you should. What is that about? It's about. Um, I mean, it's a horrible documentary. Yeah. Well, no, only because the filmmakers who made the Robert Durst documentary. We're behind that. Yes. And it's a, it's a Sundance But it's a winning. very, like, so it's dark watching. story. Yeah. It's worth watching. It's not, like... But it's in, not, like, oh, you know, JoJo, uplifting. like, when I think of you, I think that you should see this movie right. about terrible crimes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just saying it is a good documentary. Yes. <laughs> anyway, made by the same people who did that, who also were behind Catfish, the movie, and then Catfish, the... So good. The yeah, TV but it's not, show. It's not uh, Neve and the other guy. No, it's no. like the producers of it. Right, yes. yes. Who you see in Andrew and what's his well, name? And Mark. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Okay, so now we can go back to yes. you're so six you years were, old. You're six years old. And then you start going on this, like, the circuit. Like, you start doing, like, Oprah, you do Rosie, you do Maury. Like, how do bookers find you and do they pass your information to everybody else? I actually don't remember it being like that. I think that because the first thing that I did was Kids Say the Darndest Things on mm-hmm. the road in Boston. That was at Faneuil Hall. And, and you I, did a share impression. I did. <laughs> and that was from like reading. Well, I didn't read the Boston Globe avidly at six years old, but mm-hmm. I did look at the like audition section or there was something back there. And I was like, Ma, please take me. Ma. <laughs> no, I was like, take me to this. So I really want to go. Yeah, yeah. So she took me and I got on. And then from there, I did that again. And they, they flew me to L.A., of course, with my mom. And then maybe it was that like, I don't think it was Booker's, but like, Someone from another TV show saw me and then asked me to come on, and that's when Maury was doing other things besides right. You right. were um, yes. like yeah. a, a troubled teen or unwed <laughs> mother. Or something. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the kid on Kids Saying the Darndest Things was a dick. <laughs> I don't know if you've watched the footage. <laughs> the Smashing Pumpkins boy? Um, I don't know. There was some kid who just like kept rolling his eyes and you were like, as you were instructed to do whatever you were supposed to do. Right. Yeah. Well, fuck him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you go, from, you go from Oprah to Rosie to Maury and at such a young age, what are your sort of hopes and aspirations that, at that point? I just remembered actually that Maury gave me the opportunity to go to the studio for the first time. He hooked me up with like the president of or the VP of black music at that's what it was called at the yeah, time. Yeah, right. VP of black music at I forget what label it was um, and I recorded a song okay and that, so that was like my first experience in the studio thanks to Maury Povich thanks to Maury Povich yeah Maury Povich Making, gave you your big break I know yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um, I just kept doing 
like talented kid things and right. And then I moved to LA with my mom when I was eleven. Did a show called America's Most Talented Kids. Mm-hmm. Lost epically. Mm-hmm. Didn't do very well. Period. Who was the most talented kid? Where are they now? I don't know, but the, it was like a like amazing violinist or something like. Mm-hmm. A, um, no one cares. Yeah, no one, no one <laughs> she cares. was dope. Her her talent was whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like bawling my eyes out, and then this manager that was sitting in the audience came backstage and was like, "Your daughter has potential." And and then he introduced and that was us Vince. To, oh, that was who introduced us to Vince. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So he brought us to Vince, and then. And then Vince got him out of the way. And then, <laughs> we, and then it was just me and my mom and Vince. And then Vince brought us to Black Round. And then I recorded my first album right. in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Living in Jersey. Wait, you recorded we, in uh, Jersey? I recorded in New York at like okay. Sony and Bat- Battery. Where is that? It was right at a rehearsal space. Hit Factory. Hit Factory. Yeah, yeah. Which is no longer, right? And neither is yeah. Sony Studio. That, those were great memories for me, like walking around in, during that time. But you, you moved to Jersey mm-hmm. and commuted into the city to record. Mm-hmm. And... What was that process like? Like, did you have a vision for yourself? Were you working with producers that want to shape you? Yeah, right. Like, they're, like, bringing you songs, and you're, like... I always... Well, I didn't really know what I thought of myself, but I think in retrospect, I felt like a soul singer. Like, that's what I was attracted to. Yeah. The blues and soul. Mm -hmm. And I was getting into R&B and hip-hop, and um, Vincent had experience with that. So the songs that we were writing, because we would just, like even freestyle things back and forth and it just felt really natural so then he got me in with some really dope people um Balewa Muhammad and um who's that guy with the big the big uh pants not MC Hammer but he had polka dots <laughs> all over them oh Kwame Kwame produced a song on my first album <laughs> which is so random and um Static and uh Static Black Major yeah oh wow yeah. so I got, got in with them and they Kind of just fed off of what I was giving them. I was like a sassy, precocious young girl. Yeah. And I thought I was grown, so we kind of <laughs> just shaped it around that. They wanted you to curse on Leave Get Out, right? I don't I don't know if I remember that correctly, but he just wanted me to be as sassy as I was. So I think maybe he wanted me to say, like, damn it, or something. <laughs> I don't remember, but... Gosh! It ended up, <laughs> yeah. Gosh! Yeah, but it I'm ended up nuts. being like, loser! Yeah. <laughs> so. so there was a chance that you were going to be signed to, like, Britney Spears... Right, she brought you in? Yeah, when she was 17, when she was just starting out, I actually sang my way backstage at a Kiss 108 concert. Kiss 108 is the pop station in Boston. Hold on. You sang your way backstage? Yes. I don't know what that means. It means like I sang for the first security guard through mm-hmm. the fifth security guard. By the way, that just seems like terrible security. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Seriously. I agree. But I was just this little kid, and I had like a... I, I was like channeling Steven Tyler, and I had like a... Um, Bandana, or not a bandana, but anyway. Just it like sounds like Tupac. Scarf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like dressed all colorfully and I sang my way to Britney Spears and then I sang for her dancers and then her dancers was like, oh my God, Britney, come here. And then she was filming me and then sent the, the stuff to her manager, Larry Rudolph, and she wanted to start a production company and sign me to it when yeah. I was like, and maybe this was more of a him thing, maybe it was a her thing, I don't know. But my mom was like, you're too young at... 10 years old but at 12 it was okay yeah yeah <laughs> you could have been the the big sean to her kanye wow i, I, really? I yeah. suppose what that a perfect would be analogy it. i don't yeah. think it, i don't it's think it would have worked out as, ones, yeah. so. i don't, I don't think it would have worked out as good as it worked out for big sean yeah sure yeah <laughs> but um, did you ever run into her later on i ran into larry um later on but uh i don't think i've I don't think I ran into her after that. We didn't, like, talk. Right. We might have seen each other, but... Okay, just stepping aside for a moment. 
if you went down to Las Vegas, would you go to the Britney Spears review? Sure. Would you go because you're a Britney Spears fan or you want to see a train wreck? Oh. No, like, like no, honestly, because like, people is, do go yeah, and see this. this is a conversation that, no, that we've had. No, I, um, I think it would be a fun show. Okay. You know, there's a lot of hits to be heard. Sure. Um, you know, that's that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, fair. Okay, so now <laughs> you're, you've done your Steven Tyler thing. You've auditioned for Britney Spears. Right. You later meet, like, you. I think you... I, I did research. Mm-hmm. I'm from Brazil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Huge fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so you sang for Tommy Matola. Did I? Yeah. Uh, or I, so I probably like, did. Yeah. Jeff called probably. Tommy. Tommy yeah, told I called, him this. Yeah. And, yeah. I was talking to Mariah yeah. and she said. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so some guy at, at, um, at Epic, I think, like grabbed him and brought him in the room. Okay. I mean, yeah. that, that sounds like it could have happened. <laughs> sure. I sang for a lot of people. I, I sang for anybody who would listen. Sang like, for security guards. Yeah. Yeah. The security guard's name was Tommy Matola. Right, yeah. <laughs> At some point, you were supposed to audition for School of Rock? Yes. I feel like Nardwar, like the yeah. way you're looking at me. <laughs> no, I just, I'm, I'm, you're right. I did. I think yeah. I did, or I was supposed to. And that was such a good movie. And I love Jack Black. So that, I would have loved to be in that. It's not too late. <laughs> it might be too, too late. late. Yeah, yeah. Too well, late. now it's on Broadway. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Right across from Atlantic Records. Wow. By the way. So I could just hop over. You could. And. Jump on stage, Do something. And yeah. get arrested. Okay. But is it weird, you know? You, no, you sing your way backstage. To, true, true. I'm good at that. On stage. Is it weird listening to me like find these things from your history, and you're just like, I, I guess, like that seems. Um, it's kind of cool. I, I've actually for, forget some of this stuff though because I've been. I, I don't know why. Maybe I have a terrible memory. No, <laughs> I think that there's just like it's probably like a lot. Yeah. Like all this stuff happens, just it, like normalizes. For those people who don't know, Blackground Records was Aaliyah's home. Mm-hmm. They had a big sort of heyday in the late '90s. Um, why? What brought you to Blackground, and what was? Wh- where did you see yourself going in that time? Vincent Herbert brought me to Blackground. He, um, we we went to a few different labels, and and Blackground was where he wanted to do his label deal through, I, I think. Mm-hmm. So that was DeFamily slash Blackground through, distributed through Universal. Gotcha. And so it, it felt like family, you know what I mean? I felt really excited, and th- the legacy of Aaliyah and Genuine and Timbaland yeah. and Magoo and yep. um, Playa, which I really yep. love as well. So there was some really dope history there, and I was just excited to be the, the next chapter of that. That's what we always talked about. Sure. So I felt like... It was an, it was a really great thing. Was there anything in the back of your mind where you thought maybe it wouldn't it wouldn't go as planned? Um, well, yeah, I didn't know if anyone would listen to me. I didn't know if people would want to hear my music because I was twelve, thirteen years old. So yeah. I was nervous about that. But I felt good because they broke Aaliyah at fourteen. Yeah. So th- that's why I was like, okay, they've done this before. They can do it again. Sure. And um, as far as like other things, I wasn't thinking anything. So you're, but you go to the top of the pop charts immediately. It, it was a, it was a build. It was a build. okay. Um, but when that happened, what was that feeling like? I ate a whole pizza. Did <laughs> I found out I, I was with my mom, of course, because I didn't travel by myself till I was eighteen, and we were in London, and we found out that it went number one over here. Yeah, and we just ate pizza and hugged each other, and and then woke up and did press the next day. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. But amazing, like in that you kept it sort of like just. Just even. Well, my mom always made sure to keep me firmly uh, in reality. Right. Yeah. Deeply steeped in reality. So when you see people like, you know, Justin Bieber or like people who 
sort of go through that child star like uh up and down sort of thing do you recognize like anything about that like does that seem like any i recognize that it's really weird to be famous from a young age Mm -hmm. because you get validation from fame and from people telling you about yourself all the time and kissing your ass and a lot of it is not real Mm -hmm. or it comes from just a A weird place. place yeah so i think because i was in the spotlight from a young age and then was out of it for a very like definitive time for me i was able to make mistakes and not be in that judgment zone right so i feel for the people who have to grow up and make their mistakes in front of people and quote unquote mistakes like what is a mistake right right sure. no, of course it's whatever you life experience yeah yeah so i really feel for those who have to do it under the scrutiny of media although i will say this jeff and i went to justin bieber's roast in la mm-hmm. and we sat there and i thought that was hilarious it was it's hilarious. so good and what you see on tv is or do you think it was funny that we were there <laughs> um, no i think the roast was funny yeah <laughs> So we, we sat there. It was like a four-hour thing. Right. And what you see is like an hour and a half on TV, right? But like it was – they were killing him. And we walked the red carpet and we were asked what was our favorite like Bieber sort of mistake or moment or life experience or whatever. And we're like – we had the same one which was when he when he peed in the in the janitor's bucket, right? The mop right. bucket. And then right? like went in on Bill Clinton for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's just in like the same video, right? In the yeah, same yeah. video. Mm-hmm. Like it's a hell he's of a, a night, pro. right? Yeah. Hell yeah. He's not gonna yeah. just like, you know, half ass and just do one. Like, he's gonna go yeah, yeah, both. But like that wasn't even like just a small part of the you know, amazingness of that whole night, right? But to hear all that from afar and to see him up there sitting on the stage and taking all this yeah. those are mistakes that he has made, you know, peeing in a bucket, like Yeah, he should have, you know, done it somewhere where it's not a bucket. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. But it's it's tough to avoid like when you're as famous as Justin Bieber, like people are filming you, and but but was that his? Pe- that was I think his- that was his people. So yes. really, actually, the mistake there is he should have like had his own people in the right frame of mind and not filming him, yeah. and then not. I don't know. I still think it goes back to not going to the bathroom in the bucket. Oh yeah, right. Like, I feel that like that's thing. being forgotten. Like maybe <laughs> maybe you shouldn't do it there. The Bill Clinton thing's cool. Yeah, being yeah. in the bucket not so much, and your friend filming you, whatever. Right. Okay. Right. Bucket one. Yeah, then Bill yeah. Clinton. Then the friend. Yeah, sure. Okay. Who has the best melisma in the game? Melisma? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to define that for me. Isn't that like the... When you sing and you like trail it into like 17 different notes? Oh, like a run. Yeah. Okay. Or a, or a, or a riff. Or a yes. melisma. Okay, that's great. I like that. <laughs> hmm. Jasmine Sullivan? Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. How well do you know Jasmine? Or do you just On know her? On a personal me- level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I met her in Philly. Mm-hmm. And I think we have like... Uh, mutual musician friends and things like that. That's but, dope. Yeah. That is not who I would have expected you to say. Who would you have expected? I mean, probably everyone would have said like Mariah. Or Christina. Or, or Christina, right, yeah. I don't know. I think or Jasmine. someone with just one name. <laughs> I don't know. But not, Jasmine I'm Sullivan. It. Yeah. <laughs> is it weird hearing kids' bop versions of your songs when you are yourself a kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it was weird. Were you just like, but, you know, that you should just use my version? No, I, I was just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, do you. So you're, you're fully at Blackground. You have the great success to begin with. Where in your mind do things sort of not go according to plan? So we put out the first two albums, and that was distributed through Universal. Mm-hmm. And then um, they didn't have distribution. Mm-hmm. And 
I can't really talk about why that happened, sure. but it wasn't to do with me. Um, so that was, so then I, I couldn't release music, right. but I wasn't able to get out of my contract. Right. And it felt like an impossible thing. All right. This is going to sound very crazy. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty weird too. If you don't, if you feel you're trapped in, in that purgatory, you're an artist. Do you think of other artists who may have been in a similar situation? And did you hear from any, anybody in a particular situation like that, specifically Prince? I didn't hear from Prince. Okay. Well. Prince did not reach out. Okay. But Timbaland had went through a similar situation where he had to distance himself from Blackground as sure. well. So we had a, a co- you know a couple conversations about it. But no one was swooping in to you know, lend a hand. It kind of felt like I just had to figure it out on my own. That's got to be just insane and extremely hard. Yeah. It's very frustrating. And, um, and like... Just because, like, I don't understand, like, the specifics of, like, the music industry, were you... I don't either. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody does. But um, is there a possibility that you could have, like, changed your name? Nope. Trust okay. me. I would have... You could call me whatever the fuck you wanted. I did not care. I was like, let's just... Go. JoJo isn't my actual name. Let's call right. me Joanna. Right. Let's go by Noel, my middle name. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But that actually wasn't an option. We went through, I mean... Almost 10 lawyers told us that I wasn't going to be able to get out of this contract. So finally I found these litigators, Shannon and Hayes, who, who like poured over the contracts and found a um, something in the yeah. New York law that um, made it possible. By the way, Shannon and Hayes sounds like an awesome R&B group. It does. Or like <laughs> funk duo. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, they're really cool. Cool dudes. Can they sing? Do you want to sound to your label? I don't know. Yeah. I How are their runs? Uh, do they yeah. like... Their melisma isn't as strong yeah. as like yeah. say... You, you know, say it so naturally. I know, yeah. yeah. Well, Shannon is actually coming to my show tonight at the gay club. Really? And he is not gay, but he is down for the cause. Mm-hmm. Shannon and, and where's, where's Hayes? Hayes is parenting his child okay uh, right. you were just like well we don't need Hayes there <laughs> Shannon yeah um so you you get out of the contract but like while you're while you're in it are you still creating music are you stockpiling stuff well actually I so I I had to start fresh with with this new album right not had to wanted to yeah but, right um post Tringle right yeah <laughs> um so yeah i was actually i, I put out two mixtapes and mm-hmm. i was able to play around like i hadn't been able to before because i wasn't thinking about radio i wasn't right. thinking about certain things that you kind of that i keep in mind being signed to a label doing yeah. business and having a partnership so i just got to experiment and work with some some of my friends who who i had met through you know doing my records in the past or creating any one of these incarnations of this album and so I was staying creative, but then I also felt at a certain point, I was like, what's the point? No one's going to hear this. Um, but with the mixtapes, it kept me feeling like there were people supporting me and there was a, a desire for yeah. music. So those years sort of correspond with like the blogs coming up, Twitter coming out, um, a lot of social media sort of gaining traction. Do you hear from people who are just like, where have you been? Yeah, that's what kept me... That's what kept me going because, yeah, there were people who were like, where's Jojo? She fell off the face of the earth. And then there was people that were like attacking them and was like, let me tell you, she's caught in limbo and she's like free Jojo. She's stuck behind yeah. metaphorical bars. And sure. let's, let's spread like the way longer her. than 140 characters. Just <laughs> yeah. Like running tweets. Yeah. yeah. All in Brazilian. Right. Portuguese. <laughs> Portuguese. Yeah. Brazilian. Mm-hmm. Um, I meant the wax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, but like the come up of social media really was an amazing thing for me yeah. because I got to interact and tell people what was going on while still trying to get out. And at what point were you like, I'm going to do my own version of Marvin's Room? 
I my best guy friend called me and was like, "Yo, did you hear the new Drake?" And I'm like, "No, I'm hungover. I'm on a couch. I don't care." And he was like, "You have to hear this. It reminds me of you." <laughs> so I listened to it and I'm like, "Word, I get it." And and then I took out my iPhone and I went in my notes and I was just inspired to write like the female response to it. Yeah. And I was going through a situation that led me to write that. Okay. And then I. I was in New York and then I landed in LA that night and went to the studio that night and, uh, and like had my friend recreate the track and then I laid my version down, brought it to my manager and was like, what should we do with this? (laughs) She was like, fuck it. Let's just put it out. And, and people, I didn't think people would care to hear it or it's definitely didn't think it would get the response it did. Did you ever think that, that background would have a problem with you putting out stuff for free? Um, I didn't care. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Because That's it's a good for free. Answer. Yeah. No, totally. Free. Right. You know, I wasn't able to make a living off of my music. Right. But you can't take that away from me. Right. You can't take who I am away from me. And who I am is I, I sing. Right. Did they have your ha- their hands in any of your live performances as well? No. Okay. So you could have done that. Yes. I did some, did some touring. Yeah, I yeah. was still making money that way. Um, but I didn't own my voice like right. in, re- in recording. So that that did kind of bleed over into film and television as well. Crazy. So looking back at it now, now that you've gotten out of it, now that you've signed to Atlantic Records. Is it too late to do School of Rock? I think it's too late. <laughs> I think it's too late, unfortunately. So you put out Marvin's Room. It goes crazy online. It really did go crazy. And everyone's just like, oh, shit, JoJo's back. JoJo's saying some shit on this song. And it's just... Very real. Did you hear from anyone in OVO? Did you hear from Drake himself? Did you hear from Prince? (laughs) I didn't hear from Prince. Um, But Drake did um, direct message me and was like, showed a lot of love. And he said, I love the spin you put on it. That's awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I was like... I wonder how artists feel when another artist does their record, but I think since... Well, you should talk to the Kids Bop kids. <laughs> <laughs> I got beef yeah. with them. And then, and then I ended up working with 40. Oh, you did? On Demonstrate. Uh, uh, which is a record that I put out, and, and then there it is. Did you record with 40 in L.A. or up in Toronto? Toronto. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you went to, like, you know, his spot. Yeah. Wow. That's Which awesome. Really dope because yeah. I love what they do. See, I think there's something too about like going to a specific place to work with someone specifically, mm-hmm. because, like you said, at the Hit Factory there was something, or like out in LA there's like the record plan, yeah. or you know all these yeah. different places. But like more and more, Baseline where Rockefeller recorded all their stuff that got shut down, right? Like it's, it's the just end of an era. It's a, yeah. it's, a, it's such high overhead. It's not even worth it. Right. So people, you know, you have to go over to somebody's house, or like you go right to a, now. Yeah. Can you record? A new project here at our place is yes, what we're trying to say. That's, yeah. that's, that's all <laughs> we're trying great. to get at. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like if you were to record in a hotel and it's just like a pro, a small Pro Tools rig, a mic, a mic stand and like one of those like sound shields. I've definitely done it. Before. Yeah. Like yeah. that. Does that put you in a different mood? Is that just something where it's like this is 2015. I can record where, wherever right, and it like, just makes sense. It's a new reality. It is the new reality. And I'm just the type of person that I'm like, let's just do whatever we have to do. Let's yeah. just keep moving. Yeah. Let's just mm-hmm. get it done. So. I um, but I I do miss those like recording at those big New York studios and stuff like that. Sure. Because now they're just they're they're different. It's different. Have you yeah. recorded at Nightbird Studios in L.A.? Yes, I like it there. So it, do we. Yeah, yeah, yeah we place. love it there. Larrabee, um, Nightbird, yeah. Record Plant. Yep. Um, 
I mean, th- there's there's way more in L.A. Still. I like Nightbird because, first of all, the stories behind it, like, because the hotel is right above it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you'll get, like, these weird collaborations. Like, we heard that Rihanna and Michael Bolton cool. uh, met up in, like, the hotel bar and then sexy. just went downstairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah Very yeah. sexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to Sweden to record, and I really liked soaking up the vibe of there because, like, amazing pop music comes from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I had been there when I was a, a teenager, but to go back as an adult. I yeah. Just... And then London, too, for this album. And I've been really feeling dance music, specifically house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to, like, go out to a club there at night and then be in the studio the next day was just perfect. Why is Sweden so good at pop music? I don't know. I don't have the answer. <laughs> you should have something in the water. <laughs> Maybe um, it is. Do you go out to clubs and test your music? Or um, is it something that you play for your friends and see if it's I cool? Something I play for my friends. Mm-hmm. I love taking people in my car because I, I have ask, really yeah. good speakers in mm-hmm. my car yeah. and driving down PCH yep. and listening to it sometimes putting the top down sometimes keeping it up for better sound <laughs> and or just wherever there's no traffic because traffic I, I get really angry but just, you're still in Los Angeles to be clear <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah I'm like let it's me let me remind you <laughs> have you ever taken public transportation in LA no yeah see people who live in LA who are born and like raised in LA don't even yeah, never. take public transportation I've taken a train from L.A. to San Diego, but that doesn't count, right? No, that's not public transportation. No. <laughs> it's an Amtrak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... But, I mean, that is dope that you took a train from L.A. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you finally get out of your contract with Blackround. It's a miracle. Your lawyers have done amazing work. How do you celebrate when you get out of that contract? I bawled my eyes out. Okay. It's like, really emotional. Yep. My best friend was with me, and... We sh- she just like jumped on top of me and hugged me, and then I was actually at my lawyer, my other lawyer's girlfriend's house. So we all just celebrated and went out and got a drink, and then no I pizza s- this time. No, yeah, no pizza okay. this time. Okay. Right. Yeah. What is your other lawyer's name? Doug Davis. Uh, oh, well, yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, a okay. good name. Yeah. But I was going to say it's no Shannon and Hayes. <laughs> no like. Shannon and Hayes, but it's a strong name. Yeah. So and then and then I signed my uh, contract to Atlantic the next day. The next day. Yeah. So had you been doing research as to where you wanted to sign or was it just like whoever will take me no, right now? No, no, like, definitely wasn't it. like that. We, I had <laughs> taken some meetings like as I knew that sure. I was going to be able to be free. And, and, and what do you like, – okay. So we know what like new artists do when they go to, to take all these different meetings with record companies. What does an established artist like yourself do? Do you have music to play them? Are you just like here's my vision or are you just like – do you want to hear what they have to say, or is it both? I, I wanted to come in as a defined person, mm-hmm. while also showing my willingness to be a team player and to, you know, that I, that I wasn't anti-label because sure. sometimes I'm sure that was a fear because I just fought my old label, which I didn't want to do. But of anyway, course. so I just wanted well, to make your that lawyers did, yeah, I didn't, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so I actually had some music that I was working on, and and then Aaron loved it, yep. and we played it for the. You know the chairman, man and woman of the company, yep. and I wanted them to. I didn't want to sign to a place that was just going to sign me. I wanted to sign to a place that was going to be really excited and have a space for me to to thrive. Right. And so I, you know, wanted to sing live for them. I wanted them to be moved, and I wanted them to connect with me and see that that's an important part of me as an artist as well. Yeah. So um, it's not like I put on like a showcase, but I was just kind of just saying, just um, sitting down and. Saying a song. We are, we're two guys who spend a lot of our time at record labels, keeping relationships alive, and we know how important it is for us. How important is it for you to go and meet everyone in each department, understand that 
who they are and have them understand who you are going into this new situation that you really want everyone to work on your behalf? Well, I like meeting the people at the label because I, I appreciate the work that's being done. Like um, the girl who designed my, my website and my promo stuff, I, she just, I, I was doing some interviews there today. And it's just nice to meet her and put a face to the work. Sure. Mm. And to let them know that I appreciate what's going on. Yeah. And it's not like I feel like I need to give a mission statement to everyone. But it's right. just that I want to connect with people. Yeah. I like people. I actually did a performance at the Atlantic office. Do you know that area that they have where mm-hmm. you can like, put some musicians there? And yeah, stuff? yeah. The Amit Erdogan. Ard- exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Underneath Amit, I performed. That sounds really crazy. <laughs> but And so I got to meet a lot of people that night and... And just developing those relationships is important. Yeah. Making your presence felt. I mean, I wish that you had answered the question by being like, I knock everybody's shit off their desks every time I walk in. <laughs> and that's, that's my impression. Yeah, 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 exactly. Listen, it's a power move. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Fuck your shit. Yeah. You set the tone. They understand who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck a label. Mm, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so now, do you have a release date yet for... We just have the Tringle out right now, yep. mm-hmm. and then when I get back to L.A., it's getting into mixing and finishing up, because I recorded like 80 songs in the past 80 10 songs? Months. Mm-hmm. I just went in. Yeah, and clearly. <laughs> so I, I want to- I'm just doing the math, and that's like, that's a lot. It's not that's that many in 10 months, right? Like eight songs a month, if you, if you eight, do it like eight that? Eight songs a month that you're like- Fully complete, happy with, like... No, 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 not oh, all okay. these I'm happy with. Oh, okay, okay. Some of them I'm not even considering. Okay, okay, okay. okay. But yeah. there's, there's like, a few dozen, maybe a couple dozen. Mm-hmm. Yes, a couple dozen that deserve um, deserve some attention. Yeah. And that I want to just put in, in order, see how they flow, and then get in there and... I, I don't mix, personally. So I can't take responsibility for that, what's going to happen there. Okay. But are you writing for yourself? Are you accepting submissions from others? Are you? Yes. I'm, I was accepting submissions, and Atlantic brought a couple like amazing ballads and also brought me When Love Hurts mm-hmm. uh, that Benny Blanco produced. So I, when I heard, hear something that speaks to me, I, didn't, I wanted to put my ego aside because I am a songwriter, but mm-hmm. I think of some of my favorite artists like Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, and they didn't, like Whitney didn't write. Right. And Aretha didn't write all of her hits. But so. Killer Melisma. <laughs> but Killer Melisma. Yeah. <laughs> does. Um, so I was just open. I just wanted to tell stories, whether they came from my pen or someone else's. By the way, going forward, Killer Melisma should be your AKA. I was just yeah. thinking that. Yeah. For your What's next up, interview. This JoJo, AKA Killer Melisma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How dope is that? Wow. Um, you know, it's the it's worst. Hard. Like, the worst thing would be if I was just like, oh, I made that word up. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard it before, but I was like, it sounds like plasma. Was like, is it a blood thing? Um, <laughs> you, we're a good friend of ours, Angie Martinez from Hot 97. Yeah. Um, one time, what was the AKA you gave her? Uh, Kelly Grippa. Yeah, Kelly Grippa. Tight. Yeah. Why? Um, well, Kelly Ripa, but then like, Kelly Grippa, Grippa like a gun. Like a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for and she, a while, it yeah, was she her, was like, it was her BBM, BBM name. name, and I was like, that's pretty dope. Do you remember BBM? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say throwback. Yeah, actually, the worst was when. Oh wait, I just saw an interview. By the way, like yeah. I said, I did my research. Yeah. Um, where you were like, I can't live without my sidekick, and I was like, wow. Jojo, no. Yeah, I loved my sidekick. But can you, you live without it now? Yeah, I'm living without it. Okay, just fine. <laughs> just making sure. I didn't yeah. want you to be like, oh man, I'm, I just remembered. Well, I'm dead inside. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're wearing all black, so like I can see. I'm in a morning. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still 
own it? Like you just like sort of like collect, collects dust or whatever? Yeah, it's in a drawer it somewhere. No, you should take a picture of it for Throwback Thursday. It's actually, no, it's in storage somewhere on like Mass Ave in Boston. Oh, really? Yeah. Speaking of which, I went to Boston University. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> How was it? Thank you. Um, it was very Jewish. Okay. <laughs> yep. Nice. Um, but you went to Northeastern for a second. I was going to. I committed to Northeastern. I was going to go for anthropology. Anthropology? Then, the yeah. store? Yeah. For, I was going to yeah. work at anthropology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside. Um, you know. No, because they have a dope sociology department. And, mm. and but they're, then you they're went connected. for something totally different. But then I went yeah. to <laughs> LA and made three incarnations of an album that never came out. Wow. Mm. So that's what I did instead of going to college. That, there's a metaphor somewhere in there about college. Like, just like <laughs> <laughs> three albums worth of, of not. Yeah. Not it's somewhere out. in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That metaphor. I'll think about it. Okay. You went on tour with the Young Guns. Yes, I did. I didn't <laughs> go on tour with them, but I think I did Yo. some tour dates, like like um, I feel like radio every, shows. Every time I say something, you're just <laughs> yeah. like, no, yeah. like no. why are you bringing no, this up? I, no, I actually don't. <laughs> the way I look at it is that JoJo is just like sort of at the beginning of her improv sort of lessons, where she's just like, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. did. That's right. Uh, this uh, is a teacup. Young guy. Yeah, sure. is a teacup. I'll roll with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yes. That's I, so random. Um, well, well, I feel like some <laughs> Brazil. Uh, I feel like some people probably like interview and they like just read through a Wikipedia page. Yeah, and which says that I was born and raised in Vermont. Apparently, does it really? Was like, Once so again, you were raised in Vermont. I was like, I know nothing of Vermont. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but so you did go on tour with the Young Guns. You did some uh, radio dates. I did. I also did some radio dates with. Um, Lil Flip. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, who else? Do you have else? any good Lil Flip stories? <laughs> no. Did he almost sign you? <laughs> I don't recall. <laughs> but yeah, I, I actually did a lot of like hip hop shows in my during my first album. Um, Twista. I actually recently did a college show with Twista. Really? And I used to do dates with him in like 2006. See, the pull quote from this is that people are going to say that you dated Twista. That's Let, what's going to be, be clear, on, on yeah. Wikipedia. I didn't yeah. date Twista. I really wanted to. Yeah, sure. I'm, no, I'm totally yeah, yeah. You, but, You're so sexy, yeah. so sexy, perfect for me. By the way, JoJo, when she was like, I don't, I don't want to date him, she was winking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that Twist body. if you're out there, yeah. <laughs> How can you? That's what he's known for, his body. <laughs> oh, that body. His body of work, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Do you have any hip-hop collaborations on your album? I haven't reached out yet. You haven't DM Drake? No, I haven't. Hmm. I know, I haven't slid up in his DM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there are some people that I really do want to work with. By the way, you cannot take DMs seriously anymore just because of the whole sliding into DMs like phrase mean? now. It's not like you're just like, oh yeah, I'll DM you. Now it has some sort of like connotation Sexual. just yeah. generally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I feel like you can't it's do dangerous. business. I wouldn't do business yeah. on DM anyway. Sometimes but, you have to start it out like that. Though. But like, mm. it, it has this. Drake slid into our DMs. <laughs> Whoa. And yeah. he invited us to go to his um, Hell Yeah Fucking Right shoot. Which was the bar mitzvah one. That was one of my favorite videos. Yeah, yeah. so we could have been a part of that. No, no, no. He no. invited us the day of. He's like, yo, just jump on a plane and come down here. We're and we're like, like what are you talking? Like, I don't know what you think our lives are like. Yeah. Hip-hop. But, yeah. Oh, and that, then, that would be the then, most hip-hop thing. But yeah. we just... We were on Hot 97 doing an interview, and Cypher Sounds, who was working there at the time, was just like, why didn't you go? He's like, it's a short flight. We're just like... Where we no, we're idiots. Miami? We're fools. Yeah, 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 yeah. We made a mistake. I mean, like, this is bad. I feel like the security did, line yeah. would be so long, especially because like neither of us can sing. The security, yeah. so <laughs> it would just be like waiting in line, and we're just like, so 
and my name is yeah, Jeff. Yeah. And I'd like to say, take off your I shoes. I need to yeah. get yeah. on TWA. Like, nice. you know, yeah. yeah. Bars. Very yeah. nice. Bars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever heard from, or did you follow back the woman who dressed in yeah, she her came, wedding gown? She was in San Francisco, so I got to meet her, mm-hmm. and she gave me her, her tape. So is her, she her the jazz Paris. musician <gasps> that gave you that CD that you have in your car? No? Not quite? No, All right. Anyway. JoJo, we really appreciate you coming through. Thank you so much for this fruit y- that you... You should... Well, yeah. here... How about, this? The how about this? Yeah, profiteroles. You, which are melted now. Um, <laughs> you should... That bowl of chocolate. You should come back for a part two okay. when your album's out. Yes. And we'll actually make you some food. How about like a jerk snapper? Sure. Okay. All right. Cool. Is yeah, that just great. snapper made by the jerks? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had it at a Gordon Ramsay restaurant the other night. Yeah. And I feel like you guys could maybe do better. That do sounds better. Like a challenge. What, do you, what are you saying about Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> right. So we do, we do watch. Do you watch MasterChef Junior, the one with the kids? No. Okay, it's kind of hilarious because because kids say the darndest things. <laughs> <laughs> but Gordon Gordon Ramsay and his two like sidekicks watch all these kids who were just like amazing at cooking or whatever. But you, it's it gets to be so predictable from Gordon's standpoint where he's looking at something and just like dom dom dom. Pity, pity. He does this with the kids. Dom, yeah. dom, dom. Yo, he's amazing. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't freaking care. He does By the not. way, one of the Master Chef Juniors oh, reached yeah. out to us and wants to do something on our like come to our apartment. Yeah. Which is like a weird like thing to How sort of uh, too young to be inviting themselves well, to our apartment, but yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but like if he if we can get him to cook at a podcast, we should totally do that. Is yeah, the point. but like with his parents. No, fine, that's yeah. fine. I'm just saying Super we're high. just gonna make him make the food. Yeah, yeah. some like, jerk parents can go on the couch right now is trying to talk to I us. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm Eric. I'm Jeff. I'm Killer Melissa. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Thanks for coming up. like listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleichinger slicing driving I've friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more you don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. <laughs>